Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and set an alarm. Not no. Well, yeah, I'm going to set an alarm for one hour just so I have like a good little bit of audio to mess with later. Okay, starting podcast officially in five, four, three, two, one. Uh, have, Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. How's it going? It's your host. Reggie Allen here today with the MGT, MTG podcast, standing for Movement Towards Greatness. Uh, this will be the second episode. This is just a pre-recording. I'm going to upload this later, but I just wanted to take a moment to invite my friend Jay Marie out here to talk to us today about everything. So go ahead, uh, say your name, what's going on with you, how's life? Uh, what's your big plans for today and anything else we might want to know about yourself <laughs> hey guys my name is Jay Marie um I'm currently the 18 year old um CEO of fitness best fitness with a ph um I go to northern Arizona University up in northern Arizona <laughs> <laughs> um I'm currently, I'm on winter break. Um, I've been, you know, just chilling with my boyfriend. He's a foreign exchange student who will be going home soon. Um, and so I've just been really chilling with him, been really relaxed. Um, we hit a lick recently where we started drop shipping. Um, so I've been really focused on that um, and just making some extra cash with him. It's, it's just been a lot of fun. I, I enjoy drop shipping really much because it doesn't take a lot of effort as far as business goes. All you do is find a product, flip it, and then you make some money. I, I really love that. I think that's like the epitome of entrepreneurship. Um, so we love a hustle. We love a hustler. From yeah. the D, from the D. Um, so since this is this only going to be like the second episode, I'm still going to introduce myself. I'm probably going to do this up until like the 10th episode once I actually get some viewership rolling. But uh, again, my that name is, sense. yeah, it makes sense. Uh, my name is Reginald Allen. Uh, I usually go by Reggie because I don't like professional standards put upon me for no reason. I'm 18 years of age. I go to Michigan State University as a freshman. Uh, my current situation is that I am the student president of East Neighborhood Black Caucus, which is a black caucus group for East Neighborhood in which my in, my entire goal is to bring an e-board together to help better service uh, black students in East Neighborhood, which is more predominantly the international students and it's not a lot of us so my main goal is to try to make a family out there with everybody and then spread that across campus you know spread love um I feel when you I, say e-board what do you mean so e-board would be like elector electoral board so the president vice president treasurer and then okay. we and then we have a general assembly of people so people who have come to the meetings we have a group meeting um we have a social media, we have all that stuff. I'm gonna drop links for everything in the description for this very first podcast. Love this. Yeah, we I'm I'm so proud of myself finally getting this out. This took a minute of like planning and actually thinking through this because I swear it took the longest just to come up with the title. But uh setting everything up, like I had just set the email and everything up honestly like last night. Like I claimed the domain email. I got the Spotify, uh, not the Spotify, I got the SoundCloud account. Uh, I'm going to make a Spotify and iTunes for it specifically later on. It's just, everything's rolling so far. 
I can't complain. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, actually, before we lead on into any of the, well, I guess this does tie into the first question. Um, so how did your first semester end for you? Like, what were some of the biggest takeaways for the first semester? Because, Laura, I got I got some shit to tell you about the first semester. <laughs> okay, so if you know me, you know that NAU was not my first choice at all. Um, it was actually my last choice when I got accepted. I was not the um, slightest bit excited. Like, it was the first college I got accepted to, um, but... I was just like, of course I got accepted there. Like I thought everybody gets in here. However, that's not the case. I know a couple of people who didn't, but I was just, I was unimpressed is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, I ended up here because they offered me the most money. However, my dream is to go to the University of Southern California. So coming into my first semester of college, I just knew I got to, I got to grind. Like, I got to have my grades A1 so that I can have a winning shot at, you know, transferring. Yeah. So I just had that mindset all of um, all of the semester. And I ended, like, I got um, two Bs. The rest was A's. I was only taking five classes. Um, and, you know, like, that's really, that's really how it went for me. Um, biggest takeaways, I'm a girl that grew up with a lot of, um, like, guy friends. And so, like, the biggest thing for me right now is right now I have a lot of girlfriends, and I've never had this many girlfriends that I get along with ever in my life. Um, and Getting I think it's just because I live in the dorm. Getting yeah, used to that so new I, space. I get that. I get that. This, this is crazy because I don't get along with girls. I've, I've, I've never got along with girls my whole life. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. What about you? Um, I, well, firstly... Congratulations on that good, great, all A's and two B's. Reminds me of high school and middle school, all that stuff. But <laughs> but it's just so I came out I came out of my first semester with a two five four GPA, right? Which is not it's not great and it's not good. But I passed, huh? What's your major? Uh, I just declared the major of applied engineering. And I was going to go for the minor in education, but I'm going to wait until I get to grad school. And then I'm going to get my master's degree in uh, education, higher education, so I can mm -hmm. teach. Because I, I I still, to this day, love teaching. Um, for context, it's I've been teaching mathematics every summer to middle and high schoolers for the past uh, roughly four to five years. And... I've always been top of the class when it comes to my math classes, and I've always gone above and beyond when it when it comes to math. Like I am a, I am a, real nerd for some numbers. I swear. And applied engineering kind of combines the two, uh, two best things that I like about the world. So I get to do, I get to do business and engineering. So I I decided to make my concentration, electrical engineering with a side of business business finance and it's just it's gonna be so much fun going about these classes and getting the work done but um first semester was more of a learning experience for me above anything uh 
being especially as you know this being a stem major coming from an art school like mm, oh yeah because like i okay, stayed so, at hfa until i got that yeah diploma. so at hfa it's like like it's school but it's not real school yeah yeah i learned that because so, i i had this conversation with one of the mentors that still works there uh miss autobala mm-hmm. shout out to her um i had a conversation with her about like my first semester and how i didn't do great academically but i used the first semester as a in a way a catalyst for greatness because i used it i used it to learn the lay of the land see what spaces work for me and like figure out who to go to when i actually need help so i might not have done the greatest in my classes but i still passed all my classes and the only thing I have to actually, like, really work on besides, like, my stubby study habits is for sure. What? The only thing I would have to work on besides my study habits would for sure be uh, exam-taking, like, skills. Oh, yeah. Because we never really got that college exam preparatory work, like how Cass and Renaissance oh, kids God, did. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that's all college is, is exams. You could do all the homework in the world, but if you fail the exam, that's your whole grade. Man, I'm telling you, because them exams, like, <laughs> it was it was crazy because my math class, this was the one class where I worked really hard on the homework and the in-class stuff, but I didn't really take the exams too serious. So when uh-huh. I got some bad grades on the exams, I heard that the final exam, you didn't have to take it. But it was handcrafted based off of what lessons you wanted to take. So I took all the ones that I got a 50% lower on, which was like six or seven lessons, which people told me was suicide to try and do. But Yeah, why wouldn't you do the the assignments that you got the highest grade on? No, because so it's like, it's like it, no, because if you take the lowest ones, it, um, if you do better on the final exam, it would oh, it bring the score up. Yeah, yeah I got you, I got you. and if you did the same or lower, it would just average out the grade. So I did that for everything that was too lower, so I could at least boost it up to like a 70, 75, or 100%. Because if I, if I got, let's say I got a three out of four on a lesson that I got a two out of four on before, that would average it out and it would come out to like a 70%. So I would still pass the lesson, I'd be fine. But like, I went into that exam. Mind you, I had stayed up the entire night before. I had, uh, No, but I like, cram? yeah. I just... Cramming? Yes, I, I admit I crammed. But I spent that... <laughs> I spent that entire first week studying all that material. And the night before was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm just going to run through all the problem sets and do it one more time. Right. And I ended up staying up until... Three in the morning. I knew my exam was at ten thirty. I was like, "Man, look, I don't call on you often, God, but do me a favor and wake me up." <laughs> I went to sleep. I went. I actually crossed campus and I went to my friend's dorm because she had to take the exam at the same time. I'm like, "Bro, I know you can wake up for your exam. Please wake me up." She like, "I got you." I laid out on that futon. I let my phone die. That's how you know. Like I was like. I was really dependent on my internal body clock and like her, I woke up at 9.01. I was so happy. 
I was what so in happy. The world? Bro, you were setting yourself up for failure, though. Like, how you gonna let your phone die? Oh, see, I don't really depend on my phone, usually for alarms. So when it, Leah, when I go to sleep, I just let it die. Like, I don't really, I don't really mind it dying while I'm asleep because I usually wake up early enough to where I can let it charge for an hour or an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and I'll be set to go for the day. But I didn't think about that because I was already dead tired by the time I walked in the door. So I was like, forget it. But I like that because then when you wake up, your phone is not even, um, your phone is not even playing on it or looking at what other people are doing you can wake up and start your day properly yeah because i now like ever since like i did your 21 day challenge and i like i took your own conditioning as my first year so when i wake up in the morning like i'll go i'll stretch drink water uh there will be times where i'll go work out and come back to my room take a shower and so like i don't even really be thinking about looking at my phone until about 10 o'clock or so, or like 9.30 once I start playing music and I'm on my way out the door. So it. it's like, like breaking name the name drop. I like the name drop. I did your 21 day challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got hey, to shout out the homie because cause that 21 day. <laughs> let's talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because that, that 21 day challenge, it did break me into uh, just better lifestyle habits. Like, you're not gonna you're not gonna get you're not gonna develop a habit over a month, but it's damn sure better to set yourself up and do something consistently for twenty one days so you can keep doing it. Cause, yeah, it's cause at that, that point it becomes like a everyday routine. And then once you yeah. hit that three month mark, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Um I wanna bring it back to like the business side of things though. Um so when I first started fitness um, fitness is an acronym for patience, humility, inner tackle, nourish, energy feel. Um, and so oh, when I first on, started, hold on, fitness, wait, hold on, wait a minute. I didn't know yeah. this stuff for all that. Where did Everybody that come from? That. Everybody says that. Okay, so let me let me break that down for you a little bit. Okay, so you need patience on the journey because you're not gonna get your body overnight. You need humility because what got you here was your ego or your lack thereof. Amen. And so you gotta help and you got to like accept that you're on this journey and you re- you willing and you're ready to receive what comes. The inner tackle, I know that's a little confusing, but that's like the inner beast inside of you that you got to pull out with every workout, with every obstacle, with every fight. Mm-hmm. Nourish, you got to nourish your mind, body, and soul. Energy, needs energy to like go ahead and do it. And then zeal, zeal is passion. So you got to have passion for this journey or else you're not going to stick. Yeah, I I love how, because I, I always thought, I always thought that was just a special way of you spelling out fitness specifically mm-hmm. for you. But now hearing the acronyms, it rings true to you personally from what I know of you <laughs> and how I know how you operate. And, like, harping back to just, like, passion and, like, you have to have motivation and passion to do pretty much anything in the adult or college setting. Like, I've learned that, but, like, it still blows my mind. Like, there are days, like, this, nothing in life could have, I guess, prepared me for this because there are for sure days where I wake up. 
and I do not want to do anything. I totally understand. I think I did like the opposite. My senior year, um, I didn't feel prepared for college e either. So what I did was I took all AP classes, which was, it was um, disastrous only because at the same time I decided to do cross country. Mm. Cross country is not a sport that you just say, yeah, I run cross country. Like if you decide that you're gonna run cross country, you have to really dedicate yourself. I would come home and sleep. Like I will open the door to my house, fall, fall asleep on the floor, right? Like right with the door open. Like that's how much um, cross country would kill me. Yeah, that track um, and field, that's nothing to play about. Cause, yeah. Cause I did, um, I did shock put and shock put would kill me. Like I would come home <laughs> and I'd be like, bro, I'll do that homework. Later, I will pass out and wake up at four in the morning, sore, and I would get up and do all my homework still. Like I was, I was dedicated because it just was a way to help me like blow off steam and have something to do. And I was like, okay, at the time I really wanted a sports scholarship, mm. and so I was taking cross country a little too seriously, but at the same time not serious enough because I was going to every practice and everything. But, like, I'm a slow distance runner. Man. So, you tell everybody else to run seven miles. Yeah, they're going to be done in, like, 45 minutes. But me, it's going to take me It's gonna take me some extra time. It's going to take me some extra time. Yeah. So, um, you, you, can't, you can't be doing that. Tell me to run a mile. Like, tell me to run two miles. Jeez, seven that, miles? That, 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 that one mile, it's like, it ain't the worst thing ever. That two miles. All right, bro, you push it. Seven miles, that's getting done tomorrow, big fella. No, bro. Okay, and so my coach, my coach, my cross-country coach and my track coach, same coach. So he knew what my goals were. He knew how to train me, and he knew I was trying to get better at sprints. Mm -hmm. And so, like, um, in the beginning of the season, cross-country season, I wasn't conditioned for, like, distance running. So I was only running up to four miles. Like, that was my max, four miles. And I wouldn't run that all the time. He would have me run a mile, stop, run two miles, stop, go do weights, you know. Break so, it up. Um, yeah. So on fall break, this guy, he's like, okay, everybody, y'all just going to run until I say stop. Oh. And so I'm thinking, I gave my all to, like, the first mile thinking, like, okay, you know, like, this, this, this is, like, this is all I'm doing. Man, <laughs> no, nah, bro, it couldn't be me because I did. So I, so being that we shock put, right? So since we're an art school, we don't have all the stuff that everybody else has. So we had to order a shock put disc, and we, I mean, not we had to order discus. We we didn't have shock put balls, and. Uh, we didn't have an adequate like weight room for real, so uh, yeah. Did y'all even have a ring to throw in? No, we we practiced in the building outside, and we uh, we went to other schools to play at. So I know one thing is since we didn't have a lot of that stuff, basically the shock putters worked out with the sprinters, and then mm -hmm. would occasionally go to the weight room. 
Do you know what Indian running is? <laughs> Dog. So con- context for anybody that doesn't know what Indian running is. It's where a line of 10 or so people are supposed to run together uh, in a single file line. And he would have us do this around the building. So it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. It didn't sound too crazy to me. And so what you're supposed to do is the person in the very back is supposed to yell, go and sprint to the front. And then you're supposed to keep pace in the front. And then you're supposed to just constantly do that, like, until everybody cycled through or at least, I think it's, you just keep doing that for two laps. When I tell you, I, like, I could not run, like, after the first lap, because those sprinters, like, they had all come from backgrounds of sprinting through middle school, and they're, like, sophomores in high school that are, like, cross-country runners and, like, 400 800 meter dash like experts and here come my big ass my six <laughs> one like 200 plus pound ass running and i'm like bro all right bro and it's like you can't slow down because if you slow down you break up the line and they get mad at you because then mm-hmm. the coach will get on everybody else's ass about it so there was one time i absolutely like i caught you know how when you work yourself out, like, there's usually pains that you get, but they don't last that long. Mm-hmm. I got a pain, like, in my kidney area. Oh, and, oh, that's called stitches. Yeah, and I, I, I could not move. Like, I dead ass fell while, like, mid-run, and I just laid there on the ground. I couldn't catch my breath. It was all bad. And so I just sat there, and I was like, I told, I told him, I'm like, y'all keep going. Just keep going. And I, I got up and I stumbled back to the door where our, uh, our assistant coach was. And she was like, she was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Me, heavily out of breath, barely able to stand. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with them. <laughs> you sound like my first year. My first year of track, um, I didn't go out for track initially. I went out for um, preseason track. So mm-hmm. that's like from that's after cross country season. If you don't do a, a winter sport, you need something to stay conditioned. It's only three days a week, mind you. I never did a sport before in my life. I had already started fitness, so I was a big condition, but I've never done a sport before in my life at this time. Yeah, three days a week. I died Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every week. <laughs> I died. I died every day because our practices were. Every day of the week, except weekends. Yeah, so then, no, don't get me started on the weekend. Wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> when, the, when the season started, my my coach was like, you coming out for the season, right? And I was like, yeah, I can do this, thinking, like, the actual season would still be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He said, it's every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I said, it's no way in hell I'm about to do this every single day. <laughs> like, what in the world? Nah, because, like, my coach, he's very old school. So, like, even if we don't have um, – most Saturdays, we wouldn't have practice because we have a meet. Mm-hmm. But um, on Sundays, we wouldn't meet together. But if you didn't report to him that you did a clean-out run, 
That's your ass. That's what he would say to me. <laughs> and I can I can just imagine I can just imagine just like stereotypical black coach. It's your ass. You didn't report That's in clean ass. runs. I'll do fifty less right now. <laughs> Man. No, and yeah. it was it it was bad. Huh? <laughs> I said, shout out to Coach Garza. <laughs> yes, bro. No, but it's just shout out to Coach Reader. Because I didn't, I didn't realize, like, I had good handling um, when it came to, like, I had the strength, but I just mm-hmm. had to, like, tone up and get stronger. Uh, yes. So it was a lot of, like, leg workout and a lot of, like, core and upper body workouts. So one thing, I don't know if... You had to do this. But since we didn't have shock put balls, we used a lot of medicine balls. And so, yes, yes. And he would have us use, what was it? It was like a 12 or a 16-pound medicine ball. Mm -hmm. We'd have to go up to the wall and imagine like like half of a sumo squat. So you would point your feet outwards in like a a V position. All right, all right. Yeah, you would crouch down a bit. You would take the medicine ball. You would be up against the wall. You mm-hmm. extend your arm close enough to the wall to where there's some space between the medicine ball and your hand and the wall, but it's not a lot, and you would bounce the ball, like, really fast. Like, imagine, you know, speed punching bags, mm-hmm. but just with it's the like, medicine ball. Yeah, and, repetitively. Yeah, yep. and you would have to go clockwise so you will go all the way down to what was it like six o'clock and then work your way back up all the way up to nine o'clock and then switch arms and you would do that for i think 10 or 15 each arm and then you would do a lap around our floor oh man oh man little workout now let me tell you one time coach embarrassed me nah coach embarrassed me a couple times let's be honest but this time, um, like a month into cross country season, I'm doing five miles with the girls, and mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't really like five miles consecutively. It was it was a mile. Go to the weight room, lift like do your lifting exercises, switching between upper and lower body, then go back, run a mile like that. Yeah. That was our. That was our so we coming back from one of the miles. And coach just goes crazy. He's always he goes crazy on somebody every practice. But this time it was yours truly. He <laughs> goes, Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm like, dang, who was he talking to? He was like, Jayana. If y'all don't, yeah, I go by Jay, but my, my name is Jayana. <laughs> I know you turned oh. around like damn, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I'm I'm running up to him because he's at the he's at the door of the weight room. The whole group. The whole group of girls is already standing there. But, of course, I'm the last one because it's hot outside. I'm in Arizona. We was running in 120-degree weather like it was fun. Like, no, this is But that that Arizona, the one thing I love about Arizona compared to, like, other places like Texas, it's like Arizona might be hot and, like, y'all, but y'all get shade. And the air is a lot better to breathe in the heat than the other air places. Breathing because it's like dry heat. Yeah, so when I, I went I, to when I went to Texas, one, it's 120 degrees at all times. <laughs> There's mind you. So over the summer, I did like I did this thing called Heroes Alliance, 
which was a um, engineering group that showed like young black youth or young minority youth uh, engineering and how we can apply it to our everyday lives and stuff. But there was a competition where we drove an electric car down in Texas. Yeah. So we had to. So firstly, we had to load the trailer up here in Michigan. We drove it down to Texas. We had to offload the trailer on a day-to-day basis. So we would have to put up. Uh, so the first day, we were taking out solar panels and pulling out the electric car. Uh, mind you, I'm one of the few people with a driver's license in this program, so I had to drive the car, and I did a lot of the heavy lifting because I'm a guy, and I'm a bigger guy, so I was like, all right, I'll help. But 120 degrees, there's no shade anywhere around this motherfucker. There's no, <laughs> there's no clouds. It's always dry. It's barely had water. It was, it was crazy. But the kick, the killer part, bro, it was unbearable to try and breathe. Like, um, yeah, it was always like humid. It was stuffy. There was like a lack of like any form of moisture everywhere (laughs) it was it was depressing but when i went to arizona i man that was that was so much fun i need to go back it's good like the the heat is good here except running around yeah yeah so so let me let me let me just tell you what happened so all the girls are at the door he's like are you serious jayana so I run up to him like five minutes later. He's like, you out here out of breath? You tired? Look at them. They're not even tired. Step your game up. And you just sitting there like, coach, I'm not there. <laughs> I was just like, oh. can I go in the weight room now? <laughs> <laughs> can I get some water? <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to go lift the weights. <laughs> Man, this is like mile two. Sweat dripping down my arm, my legs, my face. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out. Coach, let me, let me just, let me just. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Be like, I'm ready to right, clock I, out right now, big fella. You want to send me home? Cause I will, I will take that. <laughs> I'll hold that L. <laughs> yeah. Sick. No, it's just like, yeah, that was. I guess. That's one of, like, the, I don't know. It's some of the things that surprised me, like, both good and bad recently. Like, it surprised me, A, because it showed that I actually really like sports. And, like, I really like working out. But it was also bad because I tried doing that while also, like, being severely unconditioned. Like, I only was doing it for three months. But I still got props from people who had been doing it for years. And they're like, shit, you only been in this for three months and you throwing like that? And, oh, okay. What was your distances? Uh, So for shot put, like throwing the normal ball, um, okay. I usually throw on average like 29, 30 meters. I mean, not or 30. I forget how they measure it. Is it in meters or is it in feet? It's in feet. Okay, so we threw it, like, usually, like, 30, 30, uh, anywhere from 29 to 31 pretty consistently. And then my friend Devin, he would throw it uh, 34, 35 consistently. So it's, like, doing that. And then uh, discus, I never really got 
into discus for real. I don't really remember my numbers from discus because yeah. I was more into shock put, but I know he threw it. He threw that motherfucker. He like, um, damn, I can't even remember the numbers for discus. I'm not even gonna hold you up, but yeah. I just know like we did pretty all right for our time, but we did pretty damn great seeing that we had only been doing it for three months with improper training. Yeah, I feel it. Now the um state the state record holder at my school our last meet she PR for state in discus a hundred and ten. Damn. That was flying, yeah. And her shot put, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is like thirty nine point nine. Cause we was trying to go for forty. My shot put I'm not a shot put thrower. I'm a sprinter. <laughs> um, you said I run. Put, I don't throw. <laughs> my shot put was like 27. I think my max discus was like 70. What I really enjoyed doing was javelin. Javelin, I could take you. I we could didn't, take you in that. We didn't, like, we didn't do javelin. That's the thing. We only had shot put and discus. Man, I love Jeff. I wish I wish I had more training for it because we had a sprints coach, a distance coach, a throws coach, a weight, um, a coach in the weight room. He wasn't really a track coach, but he was coaching the weight room. We had coaches for all that. But when it came to throwing, we had one good um, thrower for javelin on our team, and Coach Carson would say, "Okay, just go lead them." Mm-hmm. That wasn't that Fair wasn't enough. helpful. <laughs> that wasn't that didn't help me and Jav because I, I loved it I really did love Javelin Javelin does seem like fun well I mean okay so from I guess from the past year so all the way from January till now so you were still a senior in high school um, mm-hmm. what was I guess year ends reflection like with some of the most valuable learning experiences that you've earned may it be from school life um anything really because i know recently you just moved out yeah um man i got a couple lessons so okay let's start at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. um at the beginning of the year i was dating this guy who i thought was like the love of my life um and that relationship i just learned if it's too good to be true it is like if it's too good to be true just trust your instinct trust your gut and i had never really um experienced that before because like usually in a relationship i know it's going to end because they cheat or um like you know when you know when you lose that connection you don't want to be friends no more but in this relationship it was like everything was good we never argued we never had a bad moment i would say oh like I'm, I'm, I can be an annoying person. So I would say, is this annoying you? And he would be like, no, you could never. And so, like, just learning from that relationship, it took me a long time to, like, recognize it. But if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And that that's, like, my first takeaway from the year. Um, as far as business goes, I have a gift to like rally people to whatever cause I believe in. And I hope I always do something good with it. Um, Towards my birthday or a little bit after my birthday, um, I had record sales for fitness and it was just, um, it was very inspirational because 
I'm always setting goals that are kind of like, man, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do that. You, you really, yeah. you're not gonna. Do that. You set the bar um, high. I get that. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> and like this goal, like I was looking at it like, man, I probably won't. But then I did it, and I was like, whoa, like this, like I'm, I'm really, you know, it just felt good to accomplish that. Um. So as far as like business goes. No, like I learned this year, I really got to know my audience. When I know my audience the best, that's when I get the best results. Yeah. And um, so like I, I really did my research for that this year and um, it was paying off. Um, towards the middle of the year slash like beginning of the fourth quarter is when I moved out. And um, for that, I just really had to like sit back and be honest with myself because mm-hmm. I was in a situation where like, I mean, my mom has been telling me this. I've been grown since I came out the womb. Like I've always, <laughs> um, know what I want to do. Um, and I've, I've never like asked anybody's permission to do it. I'm just like, this is what I'm going to do. I've always been my own person. And yeah. so me and my mom, she's a single parent. Me and my mom, we were bumping heads a lot over this summer because, I'm my own person, you know, like I respect you, but like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta respect you gotta, me too. You gotta you know? give and, and get, like if you want some respect out of me, you gotta, yeah. you gotta earn it. I get that. I get that. Um, It just got to the point. My mom told me my whole life, you know, if, if this ain't working for you, then you gotta go. You know, like if you ever, you know, feel like you're not about to listen to me you're not about to like um, do what I tell you to do. You gotta go. And it had gotten to the point where she was telling me to do so many stuff, so much stuff, and I wasn't, I wasn't like not following it to be disrespectful, but it was just like I'm my own person. Like you can't, you can't just be telling me this like different stuff. And I was just like, okay, I gotta go. And so um, what happened was it was just like the same time I moved out to college, and then like right now it's winter break. I didn't go home um, for once break, like not because I'm like avoiding her or anything. Me and my mom's relationship is the best that it's ever been, like since I've moved out, mm. and I think it's because I moved out. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's that it's that like yeah. it's just that distance um, helped bring yeah. the relationship back. Yeah, so like right now I'm just staying in an apartment, um, just to stay out on my own, you know, because I can't I can't be living out on my own and then go back and stay with my mom for a month. That's just not. That's not how that's gonna go down. <laughs> Understandable. So, yeah. Um. And lastly, like, okay, currently I'm in a relationship. We started with relationships. We're gonna end on relationships. <laughs> I feel that. Um, in the end of the year, I'm currently in a relationship with a guy who is like going to be moving back to his hometown, which is eight thousand miles away. And mm. um, yeah. It's not, like, whenever I tell somebody, I get that reaction because, like, of course, this is a guy that I love, I really, really care for. Um, but I'm learning, like, you have to accept people in your life as they come and, like, not be um, close, close-handed. And what I mean what I mean by that is when, when you ball up your fists and your fists are tight, you're, like, pulling, pulling, like, for things to happen, you know? But mm. you just got to let things 
flow and you just got to let people come in and out of your life and teach you what they're supposed to teach you. And, um, yeah, that's the lesson that I feel like I'm learning right now. I mean, cause, okay. Starting out, um, for me, for me, the, the biggest, I guess, setting up factor for my year, one of the things I learned was since my birthday is in January, uh, we'll start there. Um, I guess learning like the transition from 17 and 18 wasn't going to be anything major, but once I walked across that stage, like my entire world, like just opened up and changed drastically just because I realized how many avenues were open to me now because I wasn't held down by having to be in high school, having to live with parents. Yeah, I feel that. And it's just like, now that I've been in college, like over the summer, I was trying to, I'm trying to work out like relationship stuff. Um, and like during the first semester, like I, so for context, I, I've been dating pretty much the same person for the past roughly two, almost three years now. Um, How do y'all know? Hmm. Is this somebody I know? Nah, you haven't met her. You're going to meet her at some point, though. You hang around me long enough, you're going to see her. Um, or hear about her. But, uh-huh. Uh, shout out shout out to Linasia. Um, It's all love for her. Like, There's always going to be a space in my heart for her. Uh, but I realized that a lot of my personal issues, like, I have to deal with on my own. And I didn't want to... I realized that I didn't want to bring her into it and I didn't want her to get involved because like I don't know how it is for you and I don't know how it is for a lot of other people well I know how it is for a lot of other people but I just can't I just can't go around like I can't just like ho hop I guess and I can't just fuck anybody like I have to I have to have some feelings towards you in any capacity to like really get like get to that point yeah and so when it came when it comes to her like she's really important to me and she's like one of the only people i've ever considered marriage so i always tell her like what's going on with me like what's happening but like going going to see a therapist which i recommend fucking literally everybody to do please go talk to a therapist it will help get whatever traumatic weight off of your shoulders um but talking to a therapist has been a really eye-opening experience into what i need to work on personally and how i can better our experience together because i don't want to bring a lot of like i know i'm gonna have baggage i know she has baggage but i don't want to bring that baggage and have that negatively impact her if that makes sense did you go to um, a therapist at your school, or did you seek one out? I went to a. I, I actually seeked one out at school because you get like I think three free therapy sessions per semester or per year, and then they start billing your insurance. And I have life insurance, so I don't really care. But I just started going to see yeah. a therapist like two, three, not even, like maybe a month ago. Yeah. And, and it's just it's like the most satisfying experience for you. Yeah, it's 
because it's just such a healthy thing to get into and to yeah. become a part of. So, again, I suggest everybody go see a therapist. Um, yeah, I'm still in psychology. This is, like, essentially. Yeah. What I- <laughs> it's just, I don't know, man. It was great. And then it's just, I don't. I don't want her to think I'm losing interest in her because it's not it's not that it's never it's never that because there will I my standards for women. I don't care if I have a connection with you. I have a connection with you. Your physical persons matters the least to me. Your mental, physical. I mean, your mental, emotional and like metaphysical. So your like spiritual being matter the most to me. And so I want since she's been the healthiest person for me in terms of a relationship, I hold everyone to a high standard when it comes to like friendships and like other things like that, like friendships, best friends, like brothers, sisters, all that. Like I hold everyone up to the same standard that I held her to and that she exceeded. So if you don't come with the same energy, like I, I literally gain nothing from talking to you. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I just wanted to be a better person for her. And so I'm still battling these things now. But now we're officially, like, talking again. And it's just, like, if anything happens, like, not no cheating shit, because that's weird. But Yeah, but if anything happens, that like, breaks y'all up, you're yeah. saying. Yeah, like, she'll, like, oh, it's always going to be, like, a spot on my couch for her like uh-huh. I will always make sure like if she need anything like she can call me like I'm never gonna for how much she's given to me and how much she's shown me like I can't just not appreciate her and not show her love in return like I appreciate that and I, I appreciate like from a black man's perspective like it's so many um men in general that I talk to that think that like therapy is not therapeutic um, or have had um, difficult times in therapy where therapists reject them um, in different situations like that. So it's it's really beautiful um, to hear from your perspective that you're having um, a very healing um, transition right now. Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's so important to do that. And then other learning experiences, just the entirety of college and learning that adults, adults can be really fucking weird. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. Like, I never thought I would say it, but some of the people I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis are the biggest kids I've ever met. And they're like, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, like, oh, but I just think Like, we went from Miss Pearson, Mr. Brown, to, hello, Ben. What's up, Stacy? Yeah, that like... That was, like, the weirdest transition for me. Like, what? I'm calling you by your first name? We all adults here? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's what I'm Let saying. Like, like it was... <laughs> it hit the point where I started calling some of my professors by their first name. So, I called... My math professor, even though her name was, uh, this is bad. I don't even remember what her last name was, but I called her Shelly. And 
one of my other classes, which was a study of craft, um, his, it was Mr. Boucher, but I called him Eddie and he always, uh, he always loved talking to me during or after class. It was so much fun. Yeah. It's just such a weird transition and how high school tried to tell me that everyone is professional in the college setting. No, <laughs> literally everyone is a child. <laughs> Everyone is still a teenager, even professors. They talk to you like they're just normal people. They email like this is iMessage. Because the amount of like emails that don't have headers, don't have subjects, they're just like, class is canceled. Class is canceled, yeah. Don't don't come. Yeah. You come to class, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, it's just, it's, it's so much fun. I love, I love college and I love freedom. Um... I think, like, my biggest takeaway from this year has to be um, that, like, I can make a plan and I can follow through. Like, a plan, hmm, I don't know what I'm, like, how I'm trying to word this here. But at the beginning of this year, I knew, like, there were going to be several things needed. I need to established credit for our apartment. I needed to move out. I needed like to have certain budget. Um, and like, I come from a family where if I'm moving out, like I don't have anybody to rely on. It's just me. Um, because like, I'm still taking care of things at home. And so I had to do it for real. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I think the biggest takeaway that I took from this year is to plan everything out and not only to plan it out, but to stick to the plan. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest um, accomplishment that I made this year was to be able to stick to the plan, follow through and reap the benefits from it. We love that. We love that. I think my biggest, well, I mean, my goals for the rest of the year, um, figure out, some art for this podcast because I still don't have any art really. Hey. I have some I have some like banner pictures from like some shoots that I've done and I need to edit some uh some people's work. Zaria, I got you. I'm sorry about your shoot. Um I lo- I low key lost the SD card <laughs> until I just I just found it in one of my uh glasses cases. So bless that. Uh so I'm gonna edit her stuff and send it out to her. Huh? Go on Fiverr. I said, honestly, go on Fiverr. They have, like, the best um, graphic designers on there. Shout out to Fiverr.com. But, yeah, like, they've done – I have two designers on there that do all of my fitness. Like, whenever I need something, I'm like, hey, this is what I want. They've made T-shirts for me. They redesigned, like, the 21-Day Challenge Guide for me. Um, So they are the GOAT. They are the GOATs. They are the GOATs. The, the literal goal, yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna look into that. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's really good um, prices too. Like, I don't think I paid more than fifteen dollars. Oh yeah, no, people will do, people will do artwork for cheap. It's crazy, but I'm I'm gonna do her the common courtesy since it took so long. Like the shoot was originally like, uh, October, November. It was like the mid or towards Halloween. 
and I was supposed to have them to her in November, but since I just found the SD card not too long ago, I'm I'm just instead of charging her like the I think thirty I was gonna charge her, I'm just gonna do it all for free. I'm just gonna edit everything and send her everything. Yeah. It's, it's at least common courtesy. Yeah, if I'm gonna be that late, I'm gonna at least give some uh to work for. I mean some that can work for you. Um but other than that, just my goals for the rest of the year, uh, I mean, for next year, is stack money. Uh, eventually, if I don't get the position to be an RA, which is residence assistance that covers my room and board, I'm for sure moving out. It's too expensive to stay on campus. And uh, just overall become a better person, be a better me, be a better uh, colleague, be a better president for my org, and be a... Uh, be a better friend, be a better um, boyfriend to people. I mean, be a better best friend to people and just be the best me that I can be in all situations possible. Apply myself as hard as possible because I have to to bust ass because that's all I can do. So, uh, Um, I guess... I guess we're almost at the end of the hour. Might be still like five minutes. So, is there any words of affirmation you can give for anybody that might listen to this on their way to class, in between uh, work or on break or something? Just something that'll just help the general audience ease their minds or give them some motivation. Um, I'm a true believer. There is nothing that you cannot achieve. Like, no matter your age, no matter your current situation, if there's a will, there's a way. And if you're looking for a sign to, like, go after whatever your dream is, this is it. Like, just do it. We love that. We love that. Um, Personally, for me, uh, it's never a question of if you can do it or when you're going to do it. It's always a question of you – it's always the question of, how you're going to do it. You have the you have the motivation, you have the courage, you have the confidence, uh, you have all the resources that you can ask for to achieve your goals. So I want you to go out, push yourself, um, make the move, make the leap, do the decision, do what needs to get done. Um, and just at the end of the day, love yourself because you can't love anybody else before you love yourself. And... Uh, other than that, this has been a fantastic time. Thank you, Jayon uh, and Marie, for coming out with us, uh, talking with us today. And um, again, is there, any, is there any social media or anything you want to shout out um, for the end of the podcast? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if you want to follow me, you can contact me on all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, please, like, if you want to follow me, follow my Snapchat, X-J-A-Y-M-A-R-I-E, X-J-Marie, X-J-A-Y-M-A-R-I-E. If you want to see a day in the life of a young CEO, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, the young CEO with her college adventures. (laughs) Um, Yeah, again, I, I highly advise anybody who's looking into fitness plans, go look at uh, fitness.com that's p-h-i-t-n-e-z dot com uh it's a beautiful website huh fitness.co oh fitness.co okay 
P-H-I-T-N-E-Z.C-O. Uh, it's a beautiful website. It'll get you started on a good, healthy planning uh, and get you in, break you into better habits. Um, anything I can shout out, I can shout out my own Twitter. Uh, this is my personal Twitter, uh, R-E-G-I from M-I. So that's Reggie from Michigan because somebody took the normal Reggie, R-E-G-G-I-E. Um, that's my personal Twitter. Uh, I'm going to plug the Gmail for the podcast into my personal account for SoundCloud. This will be, I will find a way to broadcast this to iTunes, Spotify, all that. So everybody can enjoy this on different platforms. Um, but for right now, uh, the Gmail. So if you wanted to email me, uh, for collaborations and anything of that nature, it is the, the Gmail is movement toward movement towards growth podcast. That's movement towards growth podcast at gmail.com. There's no spaces, no capitals. Uh, one simple thing. Uh, if you want to find us on SoundCloud, that is m.t.g podcast. Um, and yeah, it's been a beautiful time. I hope everyone has a fantastic holiday. Uh, if you're going through anything. Huh? I said, and a beautiful new year. Oh, and a beautiful new year, yes. Break the new year in with something beautiful. Uh, don't let any past angers or bad emotions cloud your judgment. Please have a beautiful time and make this holiday the best for you. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. We are signing out.